Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It is now the 17th day of November 2015. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this outside on kind of a chilly night in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Los Angeles Dodgers all-star Jock Peterson and former Detroit Tigers star Dan Petrie. Well, it's getting chilly in California, and that's a nice thing. I mean, look, at I love living in California. It's a great state, but, you know, sometimes it gets too damn hot for your pal Sully. I don't like hot, hot. I like it to be a little chilly. And it's getting a little chilly now. I get to bust out my sweatshirts. I get to bust out my South Pasadena Little League sweatshirt or my Washington State sweatshirt and get to love life a little bit here. But it's chilly. It's the fall. And when you talk about baseball, most of the time, I'm going to be pulling more evergreen discussions or talking about the off-season plans. But the sort of the last remnants of the season, kind of the end credits, you know, I think the last message of the season itself, the last moment, the curtain call, the Princess Leia putting the medals around Han and Luke's neck, but not Chewie for some reason, is the victory parade. But then when you start handing out the credits, that to me is kind of like, that's the end, or they're handing out the awards, that's like the end credits of the movie. So, so far, Fulmer, Seeger, Francona, Roberts, I have no problems with any of the picks so far. We got to the Cy Young Award today. Now, I, because I am a sentimental fluff, personally gave it to, gave the Sully Award to Jose Fernandez. Now, not everyone is as sentimental as me, and Max Scherzer won the award. I have zero problem with Max Scherzer winning that award. He had a great year. I think if it was just, if you removed all sentimentality from your pal Sully, then you'd get one cynical SOB. But you would also get me saying, yeah, it probably belongs to Scherzer, who now joins Gaylord Perry. He joins uh, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, Roy Halladay, and Roger Clemens as the pitchers who have won the Cy Young Award in both leagues with the Tigers and with the Nationals. Hey, Arizona Diamondbacks! Good job trading away Max Scherzer. How's that working out for you? How's that working out? Can you imagine if the Diamondbacks kept all their really good quality players who they've dumped over the bunch of years, how good the D-backs would be? But anyway, Scherzer winning it is a fine award. And man, oh man, when the Nationals signed Max Scherzer away from Detroit. They were coming off of a 2014 season where they should have won the pennant. If they had, you know, if they had scored one run in the bottom of the 19th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, or 17th of that game two against the Giants, they, they would have won it. Or if Matt Williams didn't have an absolute aneurysm managing, saying, well, I have to bring in my guys at the right time. He could have won game four, forced a game five. The, the National, look at the Giants wound up winning the World Series. And maybe if the Nationals advanced, they would have lost to St. Louis. I don't know. You don't know. 
But the Nats should have won the pennant that year. And they took a team that should have won the pennant, and they added Max freaking Scherzer to that team. And you would think that they would be jumping up and down championship after championship now in Washington. And if I had told you that between at the end of that 2014 uh, series against San Francisco, that uh, Bryce Harper would win the most valuable player in 2015, and Max Scherzer would win the Cy Young Award in 2016, and along the way throw two no-hitters, two no-hitters, and a 20-strikeout game for the Nationals, you think, oh man, well, you know that whole thing that Sully was talking about, that the city of Washington hasn't had a championship since 1924, but it's weird to call the Nationals this and that, because, no, the Nationals have won a title, they've won a championship, it's very easy to say when the last Washington championship, boom, it was either 2015 or 2016, but no! Zero postseason series victories still in Washington. Zero. They were one hit away from advancing. They probably would have been clubbed by the Cubs, but that doesn't matter. The Nationals are still looking for that elusive, forget championship, forget pennant, just get to the NLCS. That hasn't happened yet. But you can't blame Max Scherzer. Hell, Scherzer has been, thus far, an unbelievably great free agent pickup. Now, here's where it gets to be problematic if you're a Washington Nationals fan. When you sign someone like Max Scherzer to the big, huge honking deal that's, what, seven, eight years long, you're signing him for these first few. What you're really hoping is going to happen is that Scherzer is great up front the Nationals win their championship up front. And what that allows you to do is if he fades out or stumbles out, you can at least point to the title and say, hey, he delivered. He delivered. That's what the whole CC Sabathia contract is all about as well. You know, he delivered, brought that home, brought her home. Like with the Cubs and John Lester, who is one of the finalists of the Cy Young Award, with Lester... You can say, you know, it doesn't matter if he is a complete Busterino the rest of his time in Chicago. He had a fabulous postseason. Lest we forget, by throwing those eight shutout innings in game one against San Francisco, if they had lost that, because Cueto was wonderful, if, he were, if they had lost that and started the postseason down 0-1, knowing that they had a Bumgarner start. I mean, this was, it, it, it set the tone for the postseason. Lester owned October in terms of pitchers and was, and helped them win the damn World Series. Cub fans don't ever have to worry of, oh, am I going to live to see a World Series unless you were born this month. Of course, the rule is seven. You don't really remember it, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying. So Lester could be an absolute bust the rest of his time in Chicago, and Cub fans would be able to say, yeah, well, you know what, but he delivered the title. If the rest of the Nats, if the Nats didn't have the absolute collapse down the stretch in 2015, of which the Mets, the team that passed them in the collapse, went on to win the pennant, or if they had gone on to win this year, 
then Washington fans could look at Scherzer and say, what a great, perfect pickup. And no matter what happens down the line, you picked him up to get those early years so you, it could help, uh, you know, help you adjust to the end years. Well, Scherzer's holding up his end of the bargain. Big time. He's been a super-duper, oh-my-God, buckle-your-seatbelts ace for the first two years in Washington. You know, Bryce Harper came up and said, dude, where's my ring? Well, it's not, it's not, Har- it's not Scherzer's fault. He's been spectacular. It's the rest of the Nats who have to take a good, long look in the mirror. But then we're going to go to the American League vote. And it makes me feel very, very strange. In fact, I'll say it. When history is written about November 2016 in America, they will recall a strange vote, an inexplicable vote, a vote that makes you go, wait, what? What were people even thinking? And an examination of the ballots and saying, were you doing protest votes or something? What the hell is going on? When they think of that and they have that scenario, the one election of this month that will have the most number of people scratching their heads and wondering if the system is even rigged is the vote for the American League Cy Young Award. Look it. Your pal Sully is a huge Boston Red Sox fan. I have never tried to hide that in any way, shape, or form. Your pal Sully loves the Red Sox. And the Red Sox had a wonderful year this year. They went from two straight last-place finishes to making it back to the postseason as the division champion. Sure, they got swept out of the playoffs. Sure, the clinching of the division was weird because the Yankees won on a walk-off game and yet they had won because the Orioles had lost, or the Blue Jays had lost. One of those two teams lost. But they're still the AL East t- champs. Yeah, they got swept by the Indians, but the Indians were damn good, and maybe the Red Sox weren't that good to win the pennant, but I'm still proud that my team made it back to the postseason. I like that. It's nice. It's nice. It's a nice thing. And Rick Porcello had a fine, fine season after an absolute crap first season that he had in 2015 and had me going, why did we trade freaking Cespedes to get this pile of just half-eaten candy corn in a Ziploc bag? What the hell is this guy even doing on this team? And then he went out and had a fine season, absolutely fine season. In 223 innings, won 22 games, 315 ERA, an ERA plus of 145, a really good whip of 1.01, and very good season. When I found out that he was a Cy Young finalist, along with Corey Kluber and Justin Verlander, that surprised me, because I thought that Zach Britton would be one of them, and I thought, wow, Porcello gets the number three slot in there. Well, good for Porcello. I mean, I probably would have leaned more towards Zach Britton or maybe even Chris Sale. But hey, my Red Sox player's on there. There you go. Well, today we got word that Rick Porcello won the election for President of the United States. Okay, he didn't win that. 
But is that really stranger than what really happened? He won the freaking Cy Young Award. Rick Porcello. Now, and, and a couple of people left Justin Verlander's name off the ballot completely. I said, no, I don't think Verlander's one of the top five pitchers in the American League. Now, I don't remember exactly what I said a few weeks ago, but I said that it was between Verlander and Kluber, and I would have no problem if Verlander won. I personally would have voted for Kluber, but Verlander is a fine choice. You know, to me, it was toss a coin. Now, was it a situation? Now, Verlander got the most first place votes, but because a couple of jabronis didn't even put him on the ballot. I mean, seriously, if you don't think Verlander is the Cy Young Award winner for this year, okay, fine. Okay, there you go. That's up to you. Scooby-Doo, that's fine. But how can you leave him off the ballot totally? Again, if I had the first place vote, I would have given it to Kluber. Oddly, only three people voted Kluber first. Five voted Britain first. Fourteen voted Verlander first. Eight voted Porcello first. And because two people left Verlander totally off the ballot, he didn't win. Rick Porcello won. Now, using what I call the Cohen brothers rule, what are you talking about, Sully? The Cohen brothers rule is... I have a hard time getting really upset if someone did not win an award if they have already won the award. Do you understand what I mean by that? That, like, you know, the, if the Coen brothers have made so many great movies, and if I say, why didn't they win an Oscar for this? I could say, they've won four Oscars. I can't get upset when someone, they don't win another one. I remember one year... Uh, the Emmy for Best Actor went to Jeff Daniels in the newsroom instead of Brian Cranston as Walter White. And I had a bunch of people say, how could they give it, not give it to Brian Cranston? I said, well, he's already won for playing that part. He's already won. So it's hard for me to get upset that he doesn't have multiple. Excuse me. Now, Verlander has won a Cy Young Award and an MVP. So... To have me say, oh, he's not, he didn't win two, I, I can't really grab the shovel and pitchforks. I get really upset by that. But now we have Cy Young Award winner Rick Porcello. That is part of his title now. You know, and that's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to hear and say. Because that's always there. You know, Academy Award-winning director Kevin Costner will always be there, even though that was the same year that Goodfellas came out. You know, I mean, there are certain times like, okay, that, that Oscar's not going away. That Cy Young Award is always going to be part of that person's title and resume. And the only, this, the reason why this, uh, election of Parcello catches me off guard is because it, I thought that we were heading in one way with the Cy Young balloting, as we saw with the Felix Hernandez when he won the Cy Young Award. 
when his ballot, that there was a sense of, hey, look it, we're not just staring at wins. We're looking at the whole picture. It's not just who has the most wins. It's who's the best overall pitcher. And again, I have no problem with Porcello being a top five, top four, hell, even top three, even though he wouldn't be in my personal top three. And this is coming from a Red Sox fan. I should be jumping up and down. Hey, my guy won the Cy Young Award. I've had a weird feeling calling him my guy. Just because there was so much of that lingering feeling of the crap season he had the year before, this year is going, like, oh, look at that. Yeah. You held your own. Good job, Rick Porcello. Oh, you're going to get some Cy Young votes. There you go, you know, Rick. There you go. You won the Cy Young Award. Huh. Um, congrats? I'll tell you that there's virtually no category where I would put Porcello over Kluber or Verlander except wins. And I'll tell you what it reminds me of. One of my favorite Red Sox players... Probably ever, but certainly of the 1990s, was Mo Vaughn. I loved Mo Vaughn. I was a huge Mo Vaughn fan. He was impossible not to. He was a fun player, proud New Englander, and in many ways an important and underrated figure in the history of the post-Yawkey Red Sox in terms of, yeah, our best player is African-American. Yeah, we can embrace him. Yeah, there's a lot of... BS racism that goes around in Boston, but you know what? Maybe we could start to move beyond that a little bit. First, let's make Mrs. Yawkey mulch. Second, let's embrace Mo Vaughn. And I loved Mo. I, he was exciting. He was fun. He made it fun to be a Red Sox fan. And in 1995, I thought, you know what? <clears throat> he's going to get some, he's going to be a top five MVP candidate. Is he. You know, he's obviously the MVP of the league is Albert Bell, but he had a wonderful season. The Red Sox, again, won the division. Like, like this year, they got swept by the Cleveland in the division series, but it was still a fun, fun team to root for. Wait, what? He won the MVP? Mo Vaughn won the MVP over Albert Bell, who anyone with a pair of eyes saw was the MVP of the league. Now, he won because Albert Bell was a bit of an asshole. And Mo Vaughn was a nice, lovable guy. And the writers voted for him because, you know what, let's stick it to Albert Bell. That's the only explanation. I mean, it's not that Mo Vaughn had a bad season. He had a fine season, but you can make the argument he wasn't even the most valuable player on that Red Sox team. You could make the argument that Tim Wakefield or even John Valentin were may have been more valuable than Mo Vaughn overall. But Mo Vaughn, for this day forward, gets to be, I'm MVP Mo Vaughn. And you can't talk about that MVP without also saying, he didn't really deserve it. I mean, he had a fine year, but it should have been Albert Bell. And so here we go. The Red Sox have a Cy Young Award winner. Boom. Think about the players who have won the Cy Young Award with the Red Sox. Jim Lomborg, boom. Roger Clemens, boom. Pedro Martinez, boom. Rick Porcello, not Louis Tiant, not Josh Beckett, not John Lester. Rick Porcello. Now, I connect 
Rick Porcello with John Lester because the Red Sox traded John Lester knowing that he was going to probably be a free agent and ask for a bigger contract, and they got Cespedes from Oakland. Then they flipped Cespedes to Detroit and brought in Rick Porcello. So you can say, hey, the Red Sox traded away John Lester and they got a Cy Young Award winner out of it. Doesn't it feel like John Lester's still more of a Cy Young Award winner than Rick Porcello? Even though factually, Rick Porcello is a Cy Young Award winner? Strange times that I have a hard time dealing with right now. Strange election. But I'll tell you what it is. What it is. It's a strange thing that my mouth just did. What this also does is it makes you take a look at another team. At the 2014 Tigers. What are you talking about, Sully? Bear with me. Remember how I was saying that the Nationals were so close and this, that, and the other thing in 2014? Well, remember the Tigers were supposed to be trying to settle all scores that year. And when you take a look at their starting rotation that they had in 2014, you had Justin Verlander, you had David Price, you had Max Scherzer, And you had Rick Porcello. What do those four players all have in common? They've all won the Cy Young Award. Verlander, Price, Porcello, and Scherzer. That law firm have all won Cy Youngs. That's a rotation that had four at least players who at least had or were about to win the Cy Young Award in 2014. And they got swept out of the postseason And now the Tigers are at a crossroad. And you can look back and say, man, they had a rotation with three guys who were either future or like within a couple of years span had all won a Cy Young or were about to win a Cy Young. History won't be kind on this particular Tigers team. But history is not going to be kind on this Rick Porcello Cy Young Award. I am not belittling Rick Porcello. He had a fine year. He's a Red Sox. I'm thrilled. If you started the season and said, hey, do you know the Red Sox are going to win the division and a player they recently acquired is going to win the Cy Young Award, we all would have thought it was David Price. We all would. And if Price bounces back and has a good year and Porcello has the exact same year, Red Sox may win themselves a pennant and say, ah, we have Cy Young Award winner Rick Porcello. Strange times, strange world, strange election that seems to be going around this month. So congratulations, Max Scherzer, on a well-earned Cy Young Award. And Rick Porcello, I love you, man. Good job. Um, And I can't get too upset for Verlander or Kluber because they've both won it already. But, man... Welcome to the fraternity. Think about some of the pitchers who didn't win the Cy Young Award. Mucina, Dave Steeb, hell, John Lester. None of them have won the Cy Young Award. Rick Porcello has. Well, hell, I like to have pitchers who are at least contending for a Cy Young Award on my team. So I'll be happy with it. These are the problems the Red Sox weren't having when they were in dead last place 
in 2012, 2015, 2016, but in first place in 2013 and 2016. Meanwhile, I'm going to keep doing this podcast every single day. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, start on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski, inching towards episode number 1,500. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 17th day of November 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Do you know what? You can call me Sully.